Ty, good afternoon to you. Hello, Chris. Ty, you've spoken recently about investors seeking out what I believe you referred to as safety sectors. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yes, I can. During periods of volatility in the market, uh, investors typically find comfort in owning three or four uh, sectors in particular. They're utilities uh, because no matter how bad things get in the economy next year, the argument goes that you're still going to pay for your electricity. They're the telecom names because no matter how bad things get, you're going to pay for your telephone bill. And finally, it's consumer staples because you're always going to buy your toothpaste irrespective of how the economy is doing next year. Occasionally, you could throw pharmaceutical companies in there as well. When we look at these sectors during periods of fear in the market, we don't see a lot of opportunity to buy growth and not pay for it, which is really our mandate. In fact, we see those sectors as the opposite of safe because it appears a lot of people take comfort from hiding there which drives up the valuations. In order to quantify this answer, let's go back to February the 11th when the market seemed to bottom from the most recent bout of volatility. Looking at the year-to-date performance of these sectors in the MSCI, you saw the three best performing sectors up until that point being utilities, telecom, and consumer staples, which were flat down about 2% and down about 3% respectively, while the index was off about 11.5%. So this bout of volatility seemed to follow the same playbook as previous bouts of volatility. And what does that mean in terms of the opportunities that, that there are for shares that may have been temporarily ignored or unloved by the market? We believe it presents an enormous amount of uh, opportunity. Um, during this most recent bout, we added new ideas and added to existing names as well in the portfolio. If you look at the names that we added, a number were in the worst performing sectors during that period of uh, volatility, such as industrials and energy. And what would be good? Uh, a couple of examples of something in the industrial sector? Sure. Well, we could talk about a team. Team's about a billion-dollar company, and what they do is is maintenance and inspection for businesses in the refinery and utilities uh, segment. So they inspect pipe to make sure that uh, those uh, pipes don't have any integrity issues, for example. And really, the business grows two ways. They grow organically and through acquisition. Let's start with the organic side. Typically, they'll go in and they'll get a contract to uh, do one service inside this refinery. Let's say inspect pipe, and when they're in there, they'll notice that uh, there are other services that are required. So they'll go to the refinery owner and say, you know, we could do these other services. And seeing how we've already been qualified, you could reduce the amount of people that you deal with as far as service providers. So they find themselves going from one service to two and to three. Today, they can do over two dozen services. And uh, as of the end of last year, they control about 30% of the market. So this makes them an obvious partner for large customers who don't want to have to qualify hundreds of small service providers when they could qualify one being team. The second way they grow is through acquisitions, and they've completed a number over time. And what they do is they typically buy uh, someone with a specific technology and leverage that technology once they've acquired it through their distribution network. So that's presumably to complement the, the existing services they can provide to, the, to their clients? Yes, that's absolutely true, Chris. So the combination of this organic growth and the acquisition growth has led to them uh, delivering EPS growth uh, of about 15% or greater over various time frames, meaning 5, 10, 15 years. 
And more recently, they've, they've continued to grow both organically and through acquisition. They've actually acquired their two largest competitors. And this represents opportunities for them from a synergies perspective and a cross-sell perspective. But presumably, Ty, the, the fact that this company operates in the refining sector, it was painted with this black brush of every stock in that sector. The share price has got to be marked down because of the fall in the, uh, the oil price. Is that correct? Absolutely correct. And that's really where the opportunities come into play because uh, the price of energy's decline, which causes some of their customers to postpone maintenance. And in studying this business for many years and talking with management, we understand that a customer can postpone for a quarter or maybe a couple of quarters, but eventually the maintenance has to be done on these billion-dollar facilities. So uh, people got worried about all the short-term uh, exposure to the energy sector. In spite of it being a stable business over the long term, in the short term, you see some volatility in the top line and bottom line. And because of that, it's created volatility in the share price. And a few weeks ago, we were able to buy this business for about 10 times earnings. Today, it's closer to 12. And even at 12, it's still very attractive given the growth opportunities ahead. We believe that over the next five years, this is a company that could double in size and double its earnings. And if you could buy a business that can double in or double its earnings over the, over a five-year period for 12 times earnings, uh, you're likely to experience very strong returns. Now, conversely, I believe you've sold your position in Ryanair. Now, simplistically, one could imagine that a company like Ryanair would benefit from a fall in the oil price because its fuel price is cheaper. So yes. perhaps you could help me understand the reasons as to why you might have taken this opportunity to sell the shares. Ryanair, first of all, continues to be an excellent business. And, and really the issue that caused us to sell is we no longer see something about the business that others don't. When we started buying Ryanair below three pounds back in 2008, we saw a business that was going to be able to grow for years even if the economy was very weak. We saw a low-cost competitor that, or a low-cost airline that really competitors just couldn't compete with. And we understood how they achieved their low costs and believed their competitors could not copy those techniques in any way. So given that we thought people would still travel for various reasons, no matter how bad the economy got, we thought Ryanair would win. In fact, we believe that a tougher economy would actually be even better for Ryanair as people would typically trade down when they had to travel from higher cost alternatives like BA or Lufthansa. As you mentioned last year, we sold Ryanair because everyone figured out what we knew eight years ago. And, and to boot, the price of oil fell, as you pointed out, which gave Ryanair an extra tailwind in margins. Over our holding period, which dates back to 2008, our interest in Ryanair more than quadrupled in value if you include the special dividends that they gave us. So we did very well. But at the end of last year, we no longer saw something that others didn't. And if we can't see something that others don't, which is a fancy way of saying if we can no longer buy growth for free, uh, we'll sell the business and move the money elsewhere. And that's what we did. Now, looking forward, perhaps we'll get a chance to buy Ryanair back in the future. Something always seems to happen with the business that scares people and causes the share price to fall. You know, there could be a volcano in Iceland or a shutdown of European airspace. Because of that volcano or higher oil prices, or something will happen and we'll be watching ready to capitalize. Ty, that's really fascinating. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been really good to talk to you today. My pleasure and thank you for having me. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. 
Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.